0: What's the best CRM for your real estate business? In episode 41 of Mega Real Estate Talk, we're gonna dive into just that. What is a CRM? What's the best one to use? Let's go.
1: You're listening to Mega Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker. Your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your host... Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I am Jared Davis. And I am still Galen Parker. How you doing,
0: best friend? I'm doing fine. Man, I'm I'm happy to be back in the studio with you. It's been a bit, I Uh feel like. We did the last episode, Exp Explained. Yeah, and now we are trying to get into the forties. Episode forties, forty one. I love it because uh,
1: I think we were talking to someone the other day, and they were just like, "You always say that you're still Galen Barker." I know. And when
2: are you not going to be? But
1: Galen they loved Bar- it. Like yeah. it was, he was like, "I love that." He was like, "That's unique." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's because I feel like every time I'm introducing myself, I'm like, I'm still the same guy, guys." Somebody g- gather. Somebody yeah. at the office. I it was either Shane or one of those guys. So,
0: still here, guys what have you been up to man um a house is getting built i don't know if we talked about that last time my nice. basement is poured they're plumbing so that we can get the slab poured i closed on the loan so i'm poor he's I'm- gonna have a full
1: indoor pool in his basement <laughs> yeah. all right that's not right that's not true
0: <laughs> yeah they're pouring <laughs> the slab i'm poor all the things <laughs> all the poor <bores laughs> happening
1: uh oh other house news Mm, our flip that right? flips done ladies and gentlemen under, round of applause mike insert a round of applause noise after that <sighs> under contract
0: hopefully it closes out we should be that closed is, by the time yeah. you listen to this but you know deals are just going crazy these off days. and on
1: yeah i know i'm in i'm in the midst of some deals where i'm like oh we're
0: teetering so it's going to be our best flip of the year for sure though that was a that's going to be it's a good the one. The best
1: flip in richmond of anyone. No, I'm sorry. That's not true.
0: I mean, yeah. it's, it's probably up there it's for really profits.
1: That works out. Uh, super excited uh, about that one. Uh, well, yeah, every time I think about our flip, I in my mind, I hear you say Fantasy Brown uh, Granite. Mm. It just makes me laugh because I'm just like, <laughs> Fantasy Brown. I'm like, that was my nickname in college, so in case you guys were wondering. That's right. Uh, <laughs> fantasy Brown. <laughs> um, I also hear... This is a little detective work. So, you guys know I lost, like, in a very extremely expensive pair of Ray Bans. Oh, I didn't hear mm. about this story. Um, <laughs> I looked at the video of us doing best friend team up number one, mm. and I'm wearing them in that video. And then I think what happened. Do you leave them in the Porsche? No, the no, Palmer? no. Because he already looked in the Porsche, and they're huh. not in there. I think I left them in the house. Oh. And I think someone showing the house or going to the house took them. Oh.
0: Did you check the drawers in the kitchen? I did.
1: I went back over there and checked. That's that what closet, I thought they were. The closet. I, went back, I mean, I'll go back over there again, but after that, I went through the closets. I went to the drawers. I went in the sinks. I'm like, where in the world could these things be? I remember seeing those glasses. When That's I, what I thought. So I went back there. So my only thought is someone saw them and was like, yanky.
2: I mean, mm. good detective work on checking the video. Man, I'm so bummed. <laughs> they're they're around somewhere. We're gonna. figure I'm, it out.
1: I'm really hope so because I mean, I got uh, shout out to Steve McClenny came through with his military discount, helped me out, mm. and we bought like, the exact same identical glasses. So oh, didn't I didn't even change it up. Just went no, through. no, don't don't change up on perfection. So I'll just sell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sell one of them if I can find the other one. Ah, there you go. But uh, that's cool. But here's uh, another thing that me and Jared, as you guys know. We're connoisseurs of fine food. Mm. Uh, and we took to the streets of Richmond Cuisine um, for the the Battle of the Animals. Uh,
0: yeah. Explain,
1: the, to, explain to the people what I mean by that.
0: So if you're in Richmond and you like good food, I know this is a podcast for everybody, but um, we went to a place called Cocodrillo, which mm-hmm. stands for crocodile.
1: Crocodile.
0: Uh, it's a high-end Spanish restaurant off of Libby and Grove. Mm-hmm. Um, we ate there, and it was delicious. Loved it. But then, like, the following week, we were talking to somebody, and they were like, have you had that fancy Spanish place over off of Libby? And we were like, yeah, yeah. of course. It's oh, great. It. And they were like, yeah, Cinejo. Like, and no. I was like, no, nah, I think you're pronouncing it wrong. You got to roll your
1: tongue. And they're
0: like, no, Conejo, it's another one that's off of Libyan Patterson, a block over oh. that means rabbit. So they have two fancy s- Mexican, Spanish unrelated cuisine, Spanish unrelated, scenes. like a are block these people apart. like
2: cousins or something <laughs> like that? It's <laughs> <They're laughs> crazy. That so they
0: both opened. So we went there the, like Crock-Dile back to back versus the rabbit. just to try it. And Put so that in the below. It's delicious. They are
1: both amazing. Um, very knowledgeable server bar stuff I mean um, I had
0: steak we had papooses we've had tacos we've had you know all kinds of stuff they all the homemade sauces at Kanejo were great the you, starters at Cocodrillo were great the cocktails at both were great you know the,
1: the one thing that we had we didn't have at both those places dessert true, true.
0: espresso
1: espresso martinis, martinis. did we
0: not get an espresso martini not in
1: either place they right. they sent us a we and jared are on a nice espresso martini tip kick. If you guys are interested in that, feel free to jump in that. We're We've canceled it. mimosas. We're drinking a lot of espresso martinis. <laughs> We've canceled mimosas.
0: Those no longer exist. Yeah, like Why aren't we drinking espresso martinis with brunch? And then people have the nerve to be like, oh, "No, espresso martini? What, what are you like? I don't, I don't know what the connotation. Yeah. Like, What is the connotation to an espresso martini? I'm always like, do you like coffee? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, do you like alcohol? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, how would you not love this? As if, <laughs> if it was in a
2: different glass, they'd probably yeah. feel.
0: As if, really. uh, as if mixing
1: champagne and orange juice is way more manlier. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm expressing right. my dude they're like, I drink a mimosa. I'm yeah. like, sparkling wine and drink juice? Your, drink your cool.
0: tomato juice and oyster juice and pickle juice like a savage. <laughs> <laughs> you, with Us your highbrow fellows. That's right. So martinos. which out of
2: the two restaurants, which one was the, the best? Man, that is a tough one. I, I liked
0: Cocadria better. I, that's what I would go for. I like Atmosphere. I both great,
1: but I yeah. like Cuyaho felt younger. Aside from like the uh, elderly gentleman at the bar that were assaulting everyone, but uh, Cuyaho has like uh, it's a younger palate. Cocodrillo is a more established palate, so you can taste the difference. I felt, but that wood um, oven and
0: Cocodrillo smelled so good. It, it did smell good. But, so p- making all the stuff, I'm happy
1: to go back to both places eight times more. Yeah.
0: All right. Sorry for all the people that aren't in Richmond that had to listen to that just talk drooled. About, to, had to talk about food that you'll never cons eat cons unless come you come to Richmond. and You want to come hang out with us? Feel free. Mm, we're happy. Help grow your business. Deep dive? Let's get that deep dive on. All
2: right, so this deep dive does not, I repeat, does not have a fade. So you tell me when you're ready to end it. All All
0: right, right. let's see how long it lasts. Let's see how long I stay interested. Okay. (laughs) Cut it, Mike. like it fade me out but i like it it's a good one very nice gets me excited so i love it today's topic the deep dive Mm -hmm. what real estate crm is the best what's the best so to start if you're brand new and you're just like what the heck are you even talking about what (laughs) is what
1: is this thing you keep saying
0: what's a crm galen so cm is a customer
1: retention management uh system uh, that you should be using now yes that you could use excel you could use google docs or google sheets a paper a marble uh, a, yeah one of those a little notebook. notepads the uh, mead notepads you can use all those things um i would challenge you to say that even if you are very successful in using those things you would be even more successful if you had a good crm backing you and so we're going to talk about what they are, why we should use them, which ones we use, what's the best, and some of the features of a high-performance real estate CRM.
0: Yes, yeah, so if you're a brand-new agent and you're not on a team that offers one, or you're not at an office that offers one, you may just be saying, do I even need this, right? Yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> that's the quick answer. We don't need to spend most of the Cancel time. the show. Yeah, yes, you need a CRM. <laughs> but it's amazing how many agents we talk to on a daily basis that say, like, no, I'm not using a CRM, I'm just like you said i plug everything into a spreadsheet and now i've got this list of numbers that's oh, 200 long with names and i try to keep notes in there and that's insane to me um, no follow-up no whatever no tasks no anything just a an excel spreadsheet or they're like i keep it on paper and i just take notes and i erase and i cross through and i yeah. add and all that stuff so essentially it's built to be able to organize your business and be able to keep Set of your tasks, right? You can set follow ups. You can have all of the people's contact information. A lot of the times, you can you can um, they're compatible with your outside websites with lead routing. But we'll get into that. Um, Galen, let's throw them out some CRMs. All right, what are what are the big ones? So the top ones that you'll probably think
1: about: Follow Up Boss, uh, Chime, uh, Sierra. Yeah. Of course,
0: KV Core. Yep. We used to use Boomtown. Yeah, back in the day, They we were like the dominant party back yeah, in the day. Yeah, and so those
1: are like some big ones that you're. And there's there's obviously, if you can Google, there's going to be some more. Um, the, I feel like those are the big ones that you come across a lot.
0: Yeah, I guess like what is it? Firepoint. You see that sometimes. Yeah. There's, there's a couple out there. And then there's some smaller ones that maybe aren't as real estate related or can can handle, you know. Different different things too. Like we use CRM Grow for some stuff as yeah. well. Uh, but the big one that I would say, Chime seems to be happening heavily these days. And then I hear a lot about Follow Up Boss, hear a lot about Sierra. KV Core, they actually give us with EXP, but we, we technically don't even use it. We use Sierra. But if you're looking at EXP and you don't have a CRM, you can look in the KV Core. They actually give it to you as part of the package. Um, why do we use Sierra, Galen?
1: So we were at Boomtown. We moved to Sierra. It, a lot of it has to do with maintaining or just managing you know, your leads effectively. Because the problem with just like a notepad is that how do you manage inbound leads that come from lead sources? Mm. How do you keep them engaged? And what are some of the features? And so your notepad doesn't have things like drip campaigns. Yep um it's obviously not going to be able to be partnered with like ancillary software like third parties like we've got ours that's partnered with Lopo. all right so hold Um, on
0: what's a drip campaign
1: so a drip campaign kind of takes you out of the equation but still keeps your clients engaged um it drips to them so you know every at an interval that you decide whether it's every month or every week or whatever you choose it it comes as an email or sometimes even a text to you to just kind of Peak the interest of your lead. So it lets them know that, hey, I am still there. I'm Galen Parker. I'm st- they're going to get a picture of me, an email, a follow up, things like that. Um, a lot of it, in my mind, is to provoke a response. Yep. Right. So if you've got on your pen of paper, your pad of paper, a thousand leads. And that doesn't tell you like who's on the website, yep. Um, who's favoriting pictures or who's uh, favoriting stuff like that? You're jumping in all kinds of stuff, yeah, right? So now. it's like your drip came, kind of tells you right, like what's going on so that I can interact.
0: So one thing you'll want to look into when you're when you're shopping these CRMs then is what kind of drip campaigns are there, right? Because some of them come loaded, right? Like yeah. Boomtown was one back in the day where they actually had a lot. Of, and I loved it. Yeah, they had a lot of, of templates and a lot of things that were already in Boomtown. Boomtown was very expensive back in the day. I don't know how their pricing has has changed at all with everything else coming out all the competitors competition Um,
1: grows your price has to go down i feel
0: like it does but see something like sierra sierra gives you the ability to build out your own and most of them do give you the ability to build out your own we use sierra because there's a separate coaching company out there that actually gives you access to all of their plans Mm -hmm. and so uh, we use their action plans but you want to look into it and say well one are there drip campaigns two does our crm come with drip campaigns and three If it doesn't, then is this CRM compatible with outside drip campaigns with companies that work with these companies? Or do you want to take the time to sit in and build your own? See, uh, like a drip campaign, for example, for us, we may have a forced registration lead drip campaign where if we don't get a hold of this lead, we can put them on a campaign. And the first day, it's going to send them a text and it's going to send them an email. And then if they don't reply, then the next day, it's going to send them another text and another email. Then it waits maybe a couple days. It sends another one. But ultimately, this drip campaign will go on for a year. So even if we've made our calls, we haven't got a hold of this person, at some point two months in, they may get an email or a text, and it may be time. And then when they reply and say, yes, I am actually looking, you get a priority alert. You know, hey, i got to go back in and see what happened. Who, what did this person say? And then it stops that drip campaign. But again, like Galen said, it helps you be able to not have to necessarily bug a 1,000 people all the time, especially people that you weren't able to get a hold of, yeah. lets you get them on a campaign then hopefully convert later. So a notepad can't do that. You can only, you can only go <laughs> in and just... I folded down this page. <laughs> <laughs> notepad is good for hot lists,
1: though. And I think a lot of times agents confuse hot lists versus CRM. Those are not things, and you should not use them the same way. Uh, you will fail miserably.
0: There you go. On the camera, hot list. There you go. That's I wrote, Jared's it is. all the listing appointments I set up. Last week, and I was forgetting um, names and addresses and just yeah. everything. So I just took all the notes because I was like, "I'm gonna." I, I, yes, it's in my CRM, but <laughs> I like a piece of paper too, so that I can look at it every day and know what's the hot, hot, hot. Yeah, hot, I'm still hot, a
1: digital hot, guy, so like I've got you know hot lists on paper on on my phone. Um, I took uh, a page out of another Realtors thing, especially if you're on an iPhone, pin conversations. Mm. So it's like I can pin like my top nine people that I've had an interaction with and I can easily every day just check them and see like, all right, any movement there? Their messages are like first to get response because they're the top. So
0: That's another thing with the CRMs is most all of them have categories for the people. So you can keep them in qualify and hot. Priority. You know, whatever. Qualify, active, pending, close. You know, if you have just paper or excel it kind of gets a little hard i don't care how good color coding you are an excel spreadsheet (laughs) that looks i just think that's awful to look at i mean so and so it's one of those things as you move people through then you can start classifying hey i want to look at my people that are just active i want to look at my people that are pending i want to look at my people that i need to qualify and then i can make a game plan right yeah um what about lead routing so i I like lead routing
1: for you know you and i because we're you know we're managing Mm -hmm. a team we're managing groups um it allows us to look at an individual agent and just say like all right do you get this type of lead or that type of lead how many leads do you get towards a go around um some agents like on i've got like an independent lead source that all those leads get routed just to me it helps you kind of manage and then also track to see how different lead sources are kind of performing, yep. um, that is very important because if you're an agent, and you let's say you're using Facebook or Google Analytics or using any one of those lead sources that feed you, you want to be able to route those. But also, as you mentioned earlier, you can set up different drip campaigns and action plans for the lead specific, and that is critical.
0: Yeah, so most CRMs are going to do this in some capacity, but again, as you're looking through them and weighing your options, you want to find out, Uh, Do they work with all of the third-party providers, right? Because if you're just getting leads sent to your email and then you're having to go in and manually input (laughs) every single lead into your system, it's a a lot of work, right? But most of these systems, they set up essentially lead routing where you can connect to Zillow or Realtor or whatever you're buying leads from homes.com. And as they email in, they're automatically going to drop into your CRM and then you can create rules for who gets said leads, right?
1: Which is brilliant.
0: And then we have things like ponds. Ponds are good. I like ponds
1: because they do this. So every team manages them differently, you know, but essentially a pond is a a collective space where guys like Jared and I, we can just put leads and then agents can go in there and just, Fish them out as they see fit.
0: Yeah. So what um, happens if an agent doesn't call their leads in a day?
1: So if you on our team, if you don't call your leads in a day, those leads get taken from you, mm-hmm. um, and then they're put in a pond. But that's, the
0: CRM takes. Yeah. We don't take. We this, don't have to
1: like pick this, them. The CRM just like does a CRM wash it, of them. The I just CRM start. Take and, it. Yeah, and they take them away. Then other agents who are hungry can call them and, and, and start working on those. And so that's that's super nice on our team as well. Like. If you've called a lead once, but you haven't put in a follow-up action plan Mm -hmm. in a week, so it's like you attempted it, but you didn't do like your five other phone calls, well then the CRM will take them from you again and assign them to someone else. And a lot can happen in that first week, that first phone call, because I've looked in there at times and you had one phone call, but no follow-up. And then I look at what the lead has looked at and they're like 37 views. And I'm like, that's a hot one for someone to take and, and get them on the phone.
0: Yeah, so again, you'll want to check with your CRM when you're interviewing these people and, and find out, do they have lead ponds. if this is something that... Especially if, if
1: you're a team lead. If you're
0: a team, right? If you're solo, you, you may not care. But if you're a team, you may want to find out. And then how are they routing to your team, right? Because some of them will let it actually run dialers and they'll call an agent. And then if that agent doesn't answer, then it'll automatically go to the next agent. Mm-hmm. And so it almost just round robin until somebody picks up the phone sierra i don't believe does that but it does allow you to round robin the call so if i want to have everybody getting you know 10 agents getting 10 percent of the leads every single lead it's going to go to that next agent it's going to email it's going to call them the second that lead comes in for them to dial but if they don't answer or dial they still get the lead technically but i think some of the crms actually won't even send it out it'll actually rotate to the next person for sure until someone answers so you want to check your lead routing options as well i love it that could be something that's pretty big what about outside softwares?
1: So we, we mentioned um, Lopo for us that we use. We do
0: use Lopo. Yeah, um, works very well.
1: That is that is a great outside software, and you have to do your research on that. But uh, one or, of the things... Or reach
0: out to us, yeah. and
1: we can talk to you about give it. Give me a call. Let's talk about it. Uh, one thing I like about that is that they've got artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, that artificial intelligence really takes a firm hold of like what goes on. It tracks you know, showing requests, it helps you with all of those things, keeps them engaged, it, it sh- sends them lit, like your lists um, for new houses based mm-hmm. on parameters that you can uh, create in their system and then it pairs perfectly back with your CRM. And it'll even show you on the back end more information of like what they saw and stuff like that. So. Outstanding,
0: yeah. And but it, that it, handles our Google. Our yeah, handles our remarketing. Handles social media advertising. All of that stuff is all <laughs> routed in.
1: I was just thinking, I said like a funny thing about the remarketing yesterday. So like, I registered a new client who's a sibling, um, and I guess he like didn't look at the email. But since like while had already had his email address and stuff like that, they basically put an ad up and I think you saw it on like Facebook nice. and he clicked it and it was like so-and-so has been triggered through the remarketing. I'm like, I just signed him up. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And I was like, so now I'm like, you are officially in the web.
0: Yeah. So that's a separate software outside of CRMs. But if you want to reach out to us privately, we're happy to show you how it works and tell you. And if you're interested in Sierra or KV Core kind of specifically, since we're kind of in both of those, feel free to call us or email us or comment up as well. And uh, we can walk you through it, get you meeting with those guys, see how we can help out. But um, one of the last things I was thinking about is about half of the CRMs that we mentioned, they have some kind of front-facing website for yeah. MLS feeds and IDX feeds. The other par- portions that we mentioned don't. So that's another thing you have to figure out is when you get your CRM, do you want it to have an actual website on the front that advertises your real estate business, your team, and also lets people search for houses? Or are you just looking for something to manage the contacts, right? Yeah. Because Sierra has a really nice front-facing website, but because we use Ylopo, we don't even use Sierra's front-facing website. We have our own built-out by Ylopo, And then Sierra just acts as a CRM. So for us, we're not even taking advantage of the front-facing website with Sierra. Whereas Boomtown, they also have a nice front-facing website. Follow-up Boss has no website. Yeah. Right? So it's just a CRM. Just following up. But if you had something like Lopo, then you could use Lopo as the front-facing website and then Follow-up Boss as the back-end. KV Core works as both, but to me, the website's not very pretty on the front-end. So... (laughs) you know i'm glad you said that i like i've always thought that
1: i like sorry kv core if you guys are listening when i look at it this is some real world feedback i have just like never thought it was like that it's not intuitive
0: yeah. you know what i mean and, and the thing is there's probably customization options that we never got into and maybe you can do more with it um but it's something to figure out because you could have like an awesome website already uh you could have a front-facing idx website already you may just need the crm but if you don't have any kind of forward-facing website or you're just using like let's say you're with like keller williams and so you're just using like a portal with keller williams website search like most of those aren't very intuitive either when we were with remax for eight years Mm. remax you actually had a front-facing agent portal but it just it was like I don't know what it was. It was like, you couldn't actually set up a search for anybody really. And it was really <laughs> ugly. And it was just like the most basic thing to put your name onto, like an MLS feed. It was just like your face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we are trying to like get to conversion. So what's yeah. the best front facing website? Engaging and converting. That's it. So that's the last thing you probably want to really look into is, is there a front facing IDX website that's going to stream in houses so that you can actually go on Facebook and market your listings so that you can market the website out to pick up leads. Cause ultimately you're doing this to not only track leads, but hopefully you're doing this to gain leads
1: yeah you might be like listening to this and and just thinking man this is very granular i guess when it comes but this is you know when you think about this podcast it's all about helping you build your business and it's kind of like if we don't tell you what are some of the the fundamental steps then what are we good for and this is it's a huge one because it just seems like more often we keep talking ages and we're like hey so what's crm you using and like they hesitate they're like oh well i was like man i'm like that should be, like the, like, the easiest answer. Like, oh, we use this, and, we, and why do you use it? We, because it does this, this, and that. So too often people are like, oh, I don't know. So that, that is a big one because regardless of cost, you want something. A hundred percent. That's going to help you because you can generate, we can tell you how to generate leads, but if you don't know what to do with them or how to follow up on them. And we've had people that have come and gone off our team that they're like, oh, I got all these leads, but I haven't called any of them. I haven't followed up. I'm like, well, why do you, what's the point? Why do you have all these leads? They, you can't engage them. So yeah, this is very important. All right. Anything else we need to cover in this? See, we, do, we did it all. I love it. And we did it in a very manageable time. Um, I love this topic because we're trying to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we use these every day. I would love for you to use yours more often. I'm the worst. He's, he's, I'm the team lead. You know what your your issues? Is, you've just got so much. It's like a fire hose, and we're trying to like manage. It's we're like, all right, oh, so let's just
0: let's try to get this. It. So it's like <laughs> it's like fill a podcast, uh, flip five houses, buy yeah. an apartment building, build eighty houses in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like I'm like, hey oh. Jared, did
1: you enter the names into the thing in the computer? Like, You're no. like, I
0: have not done these I'm things. Like, no. In in the year twenty fifty five. We'll have it all done. I mean, like, even just the amount of leads, like I'm not even on like the leads we buy, let's say we spend like ten or fifteen thousand dollars a month on leads, I'm not even on those leads. They don't even come to me and I'm out of it. But there's other lead sources where like the team lead is just like kind of the point man and everything kind of flows through. And just those lead sources, you know, some days I may get twelve that come through just to Mm -hmm. my phone where I have to accept it. And a lot of times I'm calling and I'm trying to relay it out, and if I trusted everybody else to actually take those calls and make sure that they got you know, convert to be one thing, but it's speed delete. lead. And I know, like, I'm going to grab this lead, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to get it. But, yeah, most of the time, we've got a VA plugging in most of my stuff because I'm like... We did that step.
2: So, I'm I the got a I'm the worst. <laughs> Is there realtor groups out there like a doctor's office or a, like a big office where they have a call center... Cause they have multiple offices or something like that.
0: It's called an ISA department and yes, 100%. Um, there are multiple lots of real estate teams out there where the team agents aren't even really calling leads. They have an ISA and in-house sales assistant that's calling everything or a department that calls everything. They set up all the appointments and then the realtors go on them.
2: And so what level do you need to be at to even consider that? Because it's to me, it sounds like that would be a building department in itself. It is. I mean, we have
0: we have a breakdown of that on we've got like a a document that shows kind of building a team out and and what steps and when to hire. And we could share that with you guys if anybody wants to reach out to us. Um, But you also have to decide if that's the model you want your team to be in. So, you know, from a production standpoint, I would imagine, I mean, someone could tell me if I'm wrong. But if you're doing less than 100 deals a year, I would I would think it's got to be kind of hard to have a full ISA department and pay for it realistically, but if you've got 4 or 5 6 agents on a team, I think you're starting to get to the point now where if they're on appointments and they're selling and their highest and best use is no longer necessarily sitting on the phones, then you could justify it. But for a lot of agents, their highest and best use is still prospecting in some way. And, and we being so, talked about uh, it, is, yeah.
2: I mean, if you had say 20 agents and say 10 of them are the, you know, front runners or whatever. To me, that would be a no-brainer.
0: Well, and so, and every team is different on how they set it up. Some, some people will put in an ISA, and essentially for the people that want to use it, they can pay a portion of their commission to these people to have that ISA paying for it. Sometimes um, it's a bonus from the team side. Sometimes they're on a salary. Sometimes they're on a bonus structure. It almost always makes sense to put them on some kind of reward structure for setting up appointments, or else they're not really... Motivated to make well, sure that's a commission based
2: low, low salary type of position,
0: I would think. Most of the time, it's going to be some kind of salary and then bonuses on deals that actually close and go through. And and then again, who, who pays for that? It all depends. But I mean, I've done the ISA thing before. Uh, there's different outside companies that do it. You can hire them directly. Sometimes they do virtual. Sometimes they do in person. There's a lot of different ways to do it. It's probably a podcast in itself, <laughs> uh, building out an ISA department. like So we have the knowledge of it. We just don't do it right this second because um, a lot of our agents, they want to call leads and they want to prospect if we ever get to the point where I feel like the agents don't want to call the leads or or some agents don't want to call the leads, but I also think if you gave them an ISA appointment, they also may not care. (laughs) They also may not close that. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's It's less I I think of it like this. It's less about calling, more about converting. Exactly. That's it, guys. If you have any questions on CRMs, if we can help you set up your Sierra, if you're looking into Sierra, we're happy to do that for you. We've got three or four teams that work with us that have set up Sierra under us so that we kind of help them get started and get them on action plans and get all that good stuff. Uh, You're welcome to reach out to us. You can find me on Instagram, underscore, underscore, the Davis group. You can find Galen at... Your Realtor's Favorite Realtor, RBA. There you go. This is another episode of Mega Real Estate Talk. Thanks for watching.
1: If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at jared at centralverealty.com or galen at centralvarealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode.